Hello everyone, welcome to the Joking Dolphin Gaming Pod. I'm Mark and as always I'm joined by Matthew. Hi. And Nathan. And as always, I am Nathan. Yeah, I guess you are. <laughs> are you? I think I am. Oh wait, anyway. Yeah. All good. Apart from the stores. football result this weekend, but I think the same the, can be said for the football result. All Just of us. One. Yeah, the one that matters. Yeah. I don't know what all you're talking about, to be honest. Well, Wednesday lost to Coventry. We lost 2-1, ah, so, yeah. I, I I didn't know, though. Fair enough. I shall say no more, though. But there's a storm brewing as well, isn't there? There is. Are you are you hearing it outside? It's picked it, up in the last hour. It, it's horrible. <laughs> storm, storm. Isha? Isha? What's it called? Isha? Isha, I think. Isha. I think the I'm last storm we had. It's a, little bit, uh, it's a little bit warmer, to be honest. I'm not freezing, so I'll take that. Yeah, that's true. With nine degrees when I woke up this morning. Like, Scorpio's t-shirt weather this. It was, it was nine, 11, 11 degrees in the afternoon. Like, ooh, we're in double digits. What's happening? That's it. David to turn eating on. Martin Lewis will be proud. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Shall we head into the news then? Yes. Okay, mm-hmm. shall we kick off with... Um, Xbox had a developer direct. Yes, we did. 2024. Mm. Showcasing their upcoming games for this coming year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At least some of them, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And they started off with Obsidian, who showed yep. off their new fantasy RPG, Avowed. We did see a bit of this a while ago. I have to say, yeah. it looked a bit different yeah. from what they showed off here. And I think for the better. Because there was a lot of bow and arrow stuff, I remember, when they showed it previously. Yeah. In... But... Which I'm sure still exists. <laughs> yeah. Well, there are melee weapons still. But yeah. I think for this one, it showed off more the magic side of things, which mm. I quite enjoyed. I'm saying as the uh, resident Harry Potter fan, I'm sure you loved all the wand action. I did, yeah. I was like, I, I saw the wand get whipped out, and they're like, "Oh, it's just like Harry Potter, Harry Potter legacy, Hogwarts legacy, even." And <laughs> so I thought this yeah, looks cool. And one, what's more, you can dual wield wands as well, so you can do twice Ooh. as much damage. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so this is set in a place called the Living Lands. They keep referring it to. Hmm. And you are tasked to try and stop a spiritual plague, whatever that means. Yeah, from what I can see, the plague it was just a a rock with <laughs> a rock. Well, not a rock. <laughs> not the well, rock. <laughs> <laughs> with like little light twines infecting things or people. Quite strange, but. What was your view on the combat then? I was in two minds about it. I thought it looked pretty cool. Switching between magic and guns and... In concept, yeah. I agree, that's cool. But I thought... I didn't think it looked that great. If I'm honest. I thought there was something oh. a bit iffy with the combat. Particularly when it came to, like, swords. It just... oh, did, did it not remind you of stuff like Skyrim? Well, Skyrim's combat is a bit dated. And this looks a bit dated. That, that's true. To say. It's like they swung the swords and it just, like... When it hit something, it just, like... St- Went absolutely still. It had. It felt like there was no weight behind it, in my view. Mm. In some of the combat aspects, and the ones just looked a bit. I don't know. There was no. Yeah, that's what you're supposed to, to do. There's no vim or vigor behind it. It was like. Ugh. I don't know. I can't really describe it. It just looked a bit stilted. 
if that's a word. Oh, it's a good thing it isn't a triple A game, then, is it? <laughs> Janky. A bit. Uh... I, I think it, it, in theory, it, I think it could be good. I mean, I like the, the idea that they can, you know, you can change your loadouts, can't you? Yeah. yeah. You could, oh, yeah. You could, you could wield your wands, you could have a wand and a gun, you could have a sword and a shield, you know, all this kind of stuff. A mix and match. Yeah, yeah. I think I think an axe was in there somewhere as well. well I like that in theory, but I think they might need to do something with the combat a bit more. It just looks a bit dodge to me. But maybe that's just me. I don't know. Maybe. I, I feel Sidian's always had that kind of um, notoriety for like when they do first person combat stuff. It it does it does look a little not smooth, shall we say. Mm. Um, so I think there might have been something similar for the Outer World as well. I think there was some first-person stuff in that melee that was a bit mm, hit and miss. But I think, I think the thing with Obsidian, though, the, is the storytelling is normally quite top-notch. Yeah, yeah. I'd agree so. with that. What do you think of some of the creature designs? Cool. A bit stereotypically fantasy like there's a lot yeah. of like lizard people that you form mm. actually it's quite focused on lizard people this this kind of bit you didn't really see a lot of variety until they did a bit of a montage towards the end i will say my phobia didn't hit too much towards the end when we saw it so i might be okay with this <laughs> well there was a game a bit later on where i thought it might trigger you a bit but we'll get to that mm. just a little bit but speaking of the storytelling, they did go through one of the side missions, didn't they? Yeah, so um, was it a band of soldiers that have yeah. sort of survived this kind of battle. Um, you find then, a body, don't you? To be yeah, you find like a body of one of them. And then you interrogate one who seems to be kind of on his, on his way out, so to speak. And then you kind of find another one who seems to be kind of perfectly fine. Fine and, and dandy. Bit, yeah. yeah, and a little bit questionable of like, hmm, Where did you what, have, what have you been doing? <laughs> yeah. I like the idea that it was kind of like, okay, if like, you know, two possible kind of outcomes in this either, you kind of believe in like the story that he's given you and you hand over these, um, what was it, the was it medals? Badges? badges? Something like that. I said badges, don't know where that's come from. Um, <laughs> not badges, but badges. And um, you hand them over, he goes back to the town nearby, I assume. Um, and everything's kind of punky dory. Or you kind of question the story he has given you, and he's a bit like, What did you say? And then you end up in a bit of a fight. Yeah. Um, and I presume you might end up killing him. Which then could actually also affect the town nearby as well. Like, oh, depending on what happens, the town will have an adverse effect to to you in, in, in a sense of like what really happened and how they react to you if you did kill this guy. So that'd be interesting. I'm interested if that's like all the side quests have some sort of effect in the world. Because yeah, Obsidian like is pretty good with that, yeah. Like, I mean, they made new, you know, Fallout New Vegas, and that was quite similar in terms of, like, certain cyclists you do there affects things in the world and how different factions 
reacts to you. Like, Obsidian just, just kills that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I should move on to the next game. Probably one I think you're looking forward to, Nate. Senua yeah. Saga Hellblade 2. By Ninja Theory. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Looks really good. I like the setting as well. It's 10th century Iceland. Mm. It's quite interesting. So apparently he's trying to stop the Vikings who raided Sedwa's village. Well, I suppose she's trying to get revenge for what they did. And then along the way, you'll meet new enemies and new allies. Yeah. The enemies I'm... look quite terrifying to me. <laughs> it's got the Draugr in it, hasn't it? Which weren't they in God of War? Draugr. Probably right. they're all based Norse on mythology. Kind of yeah, yeah. Norse Viking. Because apparently some settlements have been taken over these Draugr. Mm. Well, I don't think we can say that the um, combat looks a bit flaky on this game, to be honest, because it looked absolutely brutal. Yeah, he said they've, they've put like new combat mechanics in this. Mm. It's oh. brutal, but I wonder how interactive it actually is. So I got a sense of QT. You weren't. Yeah, I got a sense like you weren't actually in control of what was happening. Yeah, I think they were sort of saying storytelling is done through the combat. Well, something to that effect. But yeah, how yeah, there'd be like story works. elements within the combat. From what I've played at first one, in terms of the way that the combat works, it's a bit half and half. So you can like go down and do slashes to the leg, but finishes like stabbing someone through the head to finish them off for example that's more of a the game takes over and does that bit kind of thing rather than you actually actively doing something to create that situation mm. i mean it's perfectly fine for like the, the game that it is 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 it's purely kind of adventure exploring slash kind of a mystery story first than combat which is fine like the combat doesn't need to be like I don't know, Batman Arkham games, you know. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's really the story it's trying to tell, is it? So, no. Yeah. But because um, obviously the, the key in the first game was the voices that Senua could hear, and they use what they called binaural voices. So if you're wearing headphones, you know you could hear it surrounding you, that kind of thing. Yeah. But now they said they've implemented binaural music to that as well. Ooh. I have to say, I did like uh, the the behind the scenes footage of them recording the voices Do you see it? they had like this foam head microphone with headsets on it and two people just walking around it whispering into it yeah <laughs> that's pretty cool yeah yeah one one thing that um i quite liked in like the behind the scenes stuff so um they got this um professor involved paul fletcher mm. and they got other people mm. that have experienced psychosis to try and get their perspective on what it's actually like so that they can portray it as closely as to what it is as possible. So I thought that were quite interesting. Yeah, because yeah. it's in Cambridge, isn't it? Um, yeah. Yeah, they're based yeah, from the UK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that releases on May the 22nd, I believe. 21st. 21st? Near enough. We'll go Close like enough. <laughs> Actually, it says, I've wrote down May 22nd. <laughs> <laughs> and then after that, they stuck in, they stuck in another... Developer, didn't they? They did, yeah. Stick yeah, where did these come from? Yes, yeah, so a square and it's popped in there. Uh, with Visions of Mana. Now, I have to say, I don't really know much about these games. Anybody ever played any? 
I remember playing the original. Um, I think it was called Secret of Mana or, or something along that kind of line. But that that was very kind of followed the traditional Square Enix JRPG at the time, where it was kind of just mm. turn-based. I had had a, a good story. I didn't get through it too far. But I did have, anyway, had a good story. Um, well, yeah, this is... This is quite different. I thought it was interesting that this is the first one to come to Xbox, apparently. Because mm. yeah, there's been a long line of games, I know that as much. Yeah, yeah well, there's, there's been, said like, there's been, trials of Manor as well. There have been 17 titles in total over 30 years, so a lot of pedigree yeah, there. I can't even know about two. Whatever <laughs> 15s come from. This is it like, was it like one of the, mon- was it Monster Designers? Some of the designer of characters in it. It's been yeah. there since the very beginning. Not a bad gig, I guess. I know, that's it. <laughs> I mean, one of the things that I found interesting, because he had a part where he talks about kind of his process of creating these creatures. Mm. Um, and that he was able to bring things to life from elementary school that he had in his mind. So yeah. he's still plucking them out. So, yeah. I mean, the, the creatures looked a bit... I don't, I don't want to say, like, our generic... RPG and cutesy because some of them did have kind of some frightening elements to them but I don't know like maybe because I'm used well I'm not obviously used to playing Monster Hunter unlike Matt but I expect something a bit more frightening there is one thing that I did like though so there are creatures you can use to ride on and they have this Yorkshire Yorkshire Terrier like dog thing (laughs) I mean it didn't look too much like a Yorkie but they mentioned it so, like, yep, representing. That reminds me of one that was in Pokemon Sun and Moon. And there was like a, a similar type Pokemon. There was like almost like a Yorkshire Terrier that you could ride. Oh yeah, because that were on one of the um, trials, weren't it? I think. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. I it looks decent. Maybe I'll get around to it at some point. Um, I like the idea. It's real time kind of combat as well hmm. i think i think squares really i think since maybe final fantasy 15 they've really lent into this kind of real time combat with rpg elements kind of tacked on afterwards so that's new at least it's not you know if you don't like your turn-based stuff then if you ever want to give an anime game a try this might not be a bad one yeah Plus, you don't get all the same cutscenes and stuff going in and out of battles, which can get quite repetitive. Apparently, they've done over 100 um, new tracks for this game as well, so they've like really worked on the music side of things. Not totally. 100? 100, yeah. Uh, that's rookie numbers when you compare it to a Final <laughs> Fantasy game. <laughs> Actually, just talking about this, do you know at the start of each of these mini presentations that we got from each of these developers, yeah. All their offices look so cool. They do look cool. Like they had like hammocks. That, yeah, and there's like pictures was... everywhere. And I was yeah. like, I want to work here. No wonder so many people <laughs> want to work in the games industry. That was something that I was going to mention with these developer directs. That I do like that there's there's natural focus on the developer. It's not just all about the game. Yeah. I do like that. That's, that's something that I really like about these. And I hope they continue to sort of. Yeah, yeah. Do more of them rather than once a year. <laughs> yeah, never see it during the times of crunch, do you? 
Yeah. In the background, you see somebody <laughs> yeah. sleeping under the desk. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, there was that that guy in the background for um, the next game, which like, was, popped yeah. in, was like getting a drink. Yeah. <laughs> the guy Pink was like, doing door. Like, like, hi, Dan. That's Dan. We started in his basement. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so yes, yeah, so this game is uh, our our. How do you pronounce it? Aura. 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 One of them, History Untold. Let's call it History Untold. That's all we need. <laughs> yeah. Our History Untold, I think. So this is by Oxide. So this is a homage to like historical and strategy games, and what they're called Forex games. Yeah. That threw yeah. me off because when I think of Forex, I think of foreign exchange. So every time they said it, I will. Like, That's what we're going to. Like, what are they Straight talking about? Your mind, <laughs> so yeah, this is sort of like a, you know civilization that kind of thing yeah well that's some of the devs from civilization 5 didn't they so. Mm. yeah so you explore the world expand your nation govern your people and engage well they said engage with your rivals on the international stage is that slang for war well they did show off some war but i think you can probably decide what you want to do whether you want to be more oh, diplomatic yeah. and work with them or whether you want to be less quite less dip- <laughs> diplomatic and, and take them over which way would you go, Nathan? Um, I'd go down the diplomatic route to then lull them into a false sense of security while I build my army and then ah, take them over. The Trojan horse method. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, basically you just kind of rule... Well, rule might be a strong word, but rule your nation. And yeah, slave. It's about... <laughs> slave your nation. Oh, God. Yeah. So your world is, like, procedurally generated. So you have a procedurally generated land and then you build your... Empire, shall we say, on that land. City. You don't build your empire, just a city. Just a nice little city. Uh, <laughs> it grows. Well, I, it? I would anyway, while Nathan just engulfs me around. So yeah. <laughs> now, I struggle to understand how this game actually works because it kept talking about other players. Yeah. So is you're going to be put into a lobby players? with other. Yeah. Or is that like uh, just other AI hmm. building nations around yours? I couldn't work I, it out. I would assume it's probably a bit of both. I, I would imagine it's not just an online game. So I imagine there would be like a single player play against the AI players sort of thing. Yeah. Or at least if like any of those games that I've played before has ever been like that, then yeah, it's online or AI. So they mentioned something called the prestige system which is where players compete against rivals to create the most impressive, influential, and successful nation. And then you have this measure of prestige. Uh, you can decide what type of leader you want to be. So you can do, like, you know, pursuing art and culture. Mm-hmm. I think that's what I'd do. Or scientific advancement. Or might of your military. Probably Nathan's way. Yeah, yeah like I'd, probably, I'd probably go down the technology route. I did like the art one, though. Like, Basically, I think they showed the example of building a pyramid and then that lasting throughout the ages to exert your um, influence in a way. Yeah, so I think this is what they call triumphs, wasn't it? Where mm. you could put real world monuments and things like that into it. Yeah. So, yeah, as you said, the, yeah, the Pyramid of Giza. And I'm sure there's other ones as well that I couldn't name uh, you. I think I kept on seeing the Eiffel Tower a lot. Oh, yeah, Eiffel Tower was in there. I think the... I can't. Remember, I forgot the name of it. The uh, cathedral in Barcelona. I think that was in there as well. I can't remember what yeah. it's called. Though. I mean, 
if it's anything like civilization, it's probably like all the wonders of the world and all the big monuments that you normally see. Yes. So they're probably like be quite difficult to build though. But they I hope so. <laughs> they apply prestige bonuses and game changing abilities. Crafting as well. Because of course we're gonna have crafting, aren't we? That's games yeah. nowadays. Otherwise you can't build anything. So yeah. So you've got to hone your natural resources and harvest them. Create goods and components and you trade. I assume with the other nations around you. Presumably. You create weapons. That's what you gotta do. Build those weapons up. Is his nation's bit <laughs> Now, Making a nuke in, in 15th century or something. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, you're on nuclear weapons. Everyone's still on, like, bows and arrows. <laughs> and I mentioned leaders, like, that you could choose leaders. So I'm a bit confused about it because I thought you were supposed to be a leader. Or is it so, you're choosing a ruler of your nation? I your, think that's it. Yeah, yeah. Because when but, you choose your leader, they have a certain perk to them that you can yeah. use. Yeah, yeah. Each... Um, each ruler from different civilizations you can choose and you get perks bonuses and that kind of stuff that favors them which you might want to lean on to how you want to build your nation it is pretty much like civilization that's bang on what what happens there as well yeah because it looked like they had like military personnel and some like philosophers and that kind of thing. yeah they had confucius in there so yeah yeah kangas khan as well i think shut up Stephen. Uh... <laughs> well, he did um, have over a thousand children, so I'll take it. Uh, Jeanne Arc as well. I think she was there. Well, it's been a while since I've got into one of the, these sorts of strategy games. In fact, it's a while since I've got into any strategy game, to be honest. <laughs> I keep buying them, but I don't play it. It's like back in the day, there's a bullfrog. They were like, one of my favourite. They were the big ones, yeah. Yeah, one of my favourite genres of games when I was younger was strategy. I don't play as much as I, as I used to now. I think the last strategy game I really played was um, Jurassic World Evolution 2. Oh, yeah. Which I do like. Mm. Oh. Something like this, a, a city world builder. I'd like to get back into that. I'm just a bit worried about how this competing against other people thing is. Well, plus they said you didn't have to wait for your turn. In effect, you could just keep going. Yeah, to not yeah, slow was, the game down wasn't it it was a simultaneous turns yeah i don't really understand what what the end goal is there though what what what's what what are we competing against other nations yeah but to do what to be the most prestigious, prestigious. yeah that's it is it just whoever could build their army up quick enough i think that's what we're getting at isn't it it's an arms race well yeah. not necessarily army like that's what it's going to be. Though, Actually, from, from my, from my uh, experience playing Civilization V, there was, at that time, there was three ways of being able to win the game. So it was either through military might, you've dominated every nation, wiped them off the board, you win. There was the cultural one, which I forget how that kind of, how you meant to win that one, because that was the, the one that I never really went down that route. It was kind of just like, not a man of culture, I see. No, not really. I was more of a man of science, which was kind of the last one, where you had to essentially build each kind of uh, rocket part and be the first one to kind of basically get, like, your civilization into the stars. Oh, okay. So, 
Interesting. So you could use that to put a satellite up there to oh, rain nukes no, down no, no, on your enemies. No, no stop that. <laughs> no, that might have been Civilization Six. I've not played that one. <laughs> but no, I quite like the sound of it. Every time I see a game like this, I do like the sound of it, but I've never, ever got into a Civilization game or a game like this before. Mm. And I always say to myself, this is going to be the one, but it never is. Did you ever play Age of Empires? No. I quite like that. Yeah. Do you know what? If if you've still got your... I don't I don't, I don't know if they poured this up from the Xbox 360. Um, so if they didn't, if you still have a 360, I would recommend the Civilization Revolution game. Because okay. that was like a... That was like a more simplified version of Civilization. That that was like the first one I played. I I really liked it. So if you ever can get into that, enjoy it, then you might be able to like progress up into the main games and see how you get into it. Yeah, it's a good shout. I might give that a go. I think I tell a lie. I think I did play in air quotes uh, like a sim game, but it was Sim City on the Super Nintendo. Um, Good game. And I put the wrong resources in, and basically the populace got really annoyed. And oh um, I was like, I've given you jobs, I've given you really fast highways. What more do you d- want? Exactly, <laughs> literally. <laughs> so they got really disgruntled, and I ended up turning all the all the natural disasters on, <laughs> like earthquakes and tornadoes, <laughs> and pretty much just leveled the city. And then I switched it off. So that was my last um, experience <laughs> with a game like that. So we'll maybe see. maybe you shouldn't play one of these games. Again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe. But yeah, so. we'll see. So that's out in autumn 2024. Oh, then at last, at last, something I'll be looking forward to seeing for ages since it was first announced. So finally, it's here. Machine Games is announcement of Indiana Jones and the Great Circle. So the rumour was right. Yes. That is what it's called. So this came from the mind of Todd Howard, apparently. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> but, Everything comes from Todd Howard. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what, what to think about that. But, anyway. but yeah, um, so when, obviously, it was announced that Machine Games was doing an Indiana Jones game, the first thing, obviously, I thought was, well, Machine Games, they do a lot of first-person stuff. Mm-hmm. So is this going to be a first-person Indiana Jones game? But it turns out, yes, it is. For the most part. Yeah, yeah I thought it was a bit part, weird yeah. where they decided, like, if he's climbing a pipe, they're just going to pull out and show third person. I was like, I don't really see the point of that. Just why not? Why <laughs> keep that first person? Well, that's just a bit dodgy to me. Mm, I mean, if they do anything... I was almost about to say if they do anything... Uncharted-esque, but I'm like, hmm, that doesn't sound well... right. With, you know, I mean, one copied the other, but one's doing a bit better than the other now. So, um, if they do anything that that kind of, do you know, like, do you remember from the first Uncharted where they did like a rope swing that you had to climb? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. If they had elements like that, I think it would be better. Like, I think it would be quite actually really weird doing that in first first person. No, do it. Doing like the wall climb and stuff. <laughs> Gonna jump across, get on the rope, and jump off at the right time while you're swinging. <laughs> It'll just be like Horizon Call the Mountain, but just on a TV screen rather than VR. Climbing. So I like that they're using uh, Harrison Ford's likeness. That's good. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, it did look good. Yeah. I was a bit worried that they're going to have generic 
do you know, indie face or something like that. And it's uh, it was a good voice as well. And guess who it turns out that is? Ooh, who is it? It's Troy uh-huh. Baker. Is it? Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It was a good voice. It was quite good. When I heard it, I thought, that's actually pretty good. To be fair, I'm, I'm kind of happy they didn't get Harrison Ford in, because it's going to be weird having, like, old man Harrison Ford on a young-looking indie. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, like, it yeah, wouldn't it, quite work. His, his voice was sound different. No, yeah. yeah. I like how they had, they had the character Marcus Brody in there. Although, sadly, the actor who plays him died quite a long time ago. But I'm glad that as a character he's in it. I'd like to see the character of Salah in there with John Reese davis the guy who was well the um, Fez. Don't oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I want him to show up in there. So it's all about investigating sites of spiritual significance. Mm. It's talking about the um, how all these areas are located around the world that create a circle, hence the great circle. All right, I'll let it off. <laughs> now, what do we think about the combat? I quite like the look of this. I thought it looked pretty cool. Definitely whipping people. Yeah. The, I, I want to know the nuances of that. Because it was like one way he wrapped it around his neck or something, pulled him towards him. That way you could like, uh, trip him I up. Think, yeah, I think it would depend on where you where you aim with the whip. Yeah. There, there were certain instances where it was whipping at the leg and it was just pulling him yeah. and tripping yeah. him. That's they showed that the motion capture. That looked pretty cool. Hmm. Well, like they've got like stealth elements as well. There's like uh, those bits where they were creeping. He was creeping around a mine. Yeah, that's but one also, aspect of lights. Like you being able to choose what you want to do in yeah. terms of are you going to try and sneak around and like distract them, or are you going to go in all guns blazing? Yeah, and he chucks that hammer at one of them, didn't he? Like, yeah, bosh. What I quite like is um how leading into the design of Indy. Like there was a bit where it was creeping around a pillar, firelights around. And you could just see Indy's shadow cast on this pillar. I thought, that's that's definitive Indiana Jones. That's that iconic silhouette of Indy with his hat. Yeah. I thought bit things small things like that are gonna like excite me very much when it comes to Indy, because I love Indiana Jones. It's one of my favourite scenes of all time. So yeah. I'm excited about little things like that. But speaking of the whip, you can, it's not just combat, is it? You use it for other things. It's like you can use it for traversal. So like obviously yeah. swinging that kind of thing. There's a bit where I think he hit it at the top of a wall and climbed up the wall, didn't he? I'd like. I think so. I mean, just to know how much you could use that. I mean, could you use it anywhere, or is it going to be like certain anchor points where you have to use it? I imagine there's probably so certain anchor points. points. Yeah. 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 But I also quite liked how he started using it as a distra- distraction technique. So like cracked it behind mm, someone's yeah. head, so they yeah. turn around. That was quite good. But I also did like the bit where he just pulls out his pistol and shot the bloke. It's like, yeah. that's, that's classic Indy, that. <laughs> but uh, it looks like a proper globe-trotting adventure. So they went to, mm. I think, the Himalayas, Rome. Yeah. Uh, where else was it? Thailand, Egypt. I think it was. Yeah, in Egypt, yeah. Probably been London as well, I'd imagine. Yeah, probably. And obviously Marshall College, where, where it starts. So yeah, apparently the game starts in Marshall College where Indy gets woken up by somebody breaking into the college and then stealing an artefact from the college museum. I'm not going to lie, when I saw the back of this person, I literally thought it was going to be The Rock. Do you know who he was? No. Did you see see who he was? It was Tony Todd. Venom. 
No. Oh! Yeah, yeah. it's Red and Bloke. From... Oh, the one that voiced in the game? Yeah, Spider-Man 2. Oh, yeah. The guy it who is. leaked the release date. <laughs> Him. I thought it looked familiar. And then was getting drowned. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. <laughs> uh, I liked some of the footage, well, not footage, but um, in the Himalayas where it showed, like, the wooden rickety bridge, which brought back very much Temple of Doom mm. vibes. And they say the game is set between Red of the Lost Ark and The Last Crusade. Raiders is 1936, and Last Crusade is 1938. So I'm guessing it's 1937. <laughs> this really confused, confused me when I saw it. It said it was set between those two films. Because if, if I understand it properly, Raiders of the Lost Ark is the first film, is it not? Yep. It's first film, but Temple of Doom is actually a prequel. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah, Temple Doom was that's set something in, I've never understood. I yeah, didn't Tem- never Temple Doom was set in 1935. Oh, uh, okay. But now that so, makes yeah. a lot more sense, right. But that's a good era for India. You know, yeah, for, I like they've, they've kept it in that. Yeah. During the time of the Nazis. Because we like to see Indiana Jones beating Nazis up. That's one thing I did enjoy. When it opened up, Indy sticks the nut on that Nazi officer. And hopefully we start as we mean to go on, so... And machine games, I've got history with games with Nazis in them, mm. so I guess it suits, doesn't it? True. Um, That's probably speak- why they were picked. <laughs> well, speaking of the, uh, the the guy you mentioned, so his name is Emmerich Voss. That's the that's the antagonist chap. And apparently he's a master manipulator. Mm. You are dying in the sands of Africa. Or something like that. Yeah. And then he get nutted. Nailed it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so then, uh, let's talk about the music. Because in this trailer thing, they use the indie music. Yeah. Which is great. Yeah. That better be in the actual game. Oh, it's, it's got not, to be. Because oh, if it's oh, not, oh. I'm going to go mad. Because sometimes, you know, cause it's all about rights and that kind of thing, isn't it? And sometimes they just have, you know, music composed for the game and they don't put the real theme in. So well, that's the real theme throughout the entire trailer. So yeah, in the trailer, different. in the trailer, but it's different from being in the game, isn't it? So it better be in the game. Uh, but yeah, they brought in composer Gordy Harp. I have to say, some of the music it, it did showcase some of the music that was in it. And it did sound very reminiscent of what you might hear in an indie film. So sounds good to me. That was uh, Mr. John Williams, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, he, he did the original. He did the, the, the yeah. original. Uh, but there was also a sidekick in there, weren't there? For India. So India's a sidekick called Gina Lombardi. Mm. Good name. You seem to be making a mention that she might she's the second protagonist. So I wonder if you might play as her at some point. Possibly. Possibly. Um, and she's an investigative reporter who apparently has a personal stake in the journey. Mm. Now, I really like the puzzle aspects from this yeah. game. So it's like there's going to be quite a bit of puzzling. And that's, well, if, that's indie to a T. So. Yeah. Mm. I like how you can go off the beaten path and find more puzzles mm. as well. Yeah, there's optional ones, apparently. Yeah, yeah they mentioned that optional ones. Mm. I'd be interested to know what the reward for doing that is. That's what I was thinking. Like, what are they going to be related to? Probably getting some sort of artifact. You want an actual platinum trophy? That's what you find. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no, you won't. It's Xbox, isn't it? So you won't find a platinum trophy. 
Yeah, no, you'll get no, an unless achievement. Unless it's just very ironic. With two hundred games. <laughs> Look what you can have, but they can't. <laughs> well, they've got a full like motion capture thing going on, haven't they? They had like stunt performers falling all over the place. Mm. Yeah, that was intriguing. How they didn't hurt themselves? <laughs> I hope they did. I do suffer for the art. <laughs> That's no, it. Pain's what yeah, gives then, it value. Lawsuits happen. That's how lawsuits happen, right? <laughs> they sound. They signed a waiver for stuff like that. It's fine. This. There's got to be a Wilhelm screen in there somewhere, though. It wouldn't be an indie f- game without a Wilhelm screen. Oh, they were. They were in the trailer. Did you not? Did you not catch it? No, I didn't notice it in the trailer. Did you not? It was, it was after um, when Indy picks up the Pam and throws it, and they, he pulls the guard off the bridge that's above him. Nah. Go back and listen to it. It was the Wilhelm screen. Well, that's satisfied by. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I'm glad it's in there. Because I think that's been in every indie film. Um, well, it's been a lot that's, of fun, that's been it? in every yeah. film. <laughs> it's not even India, is it? <laughs> I like how we picked up uh, like a shovel as well and hit some guy in the nuts and then clobbered him around the head. That's classic. I'm, I'm actually kind of glad that they went with the first person thing because it kind of sets it apart from the likes of like Uncharted. Because I think that was a, a worry. I think it's yeah. just going to be Uncharted with a hat and a whip, which no, I'm, like, I'm a... wouldn't be a bad thing, but mm. I like that it's a bit different. I like that. I think that's what everyone. I think everyone wanted that, but then also kind of like didn't want that. It's like it needs to be its own thing. Yeah, it does. So, oh, I I think it looks really good. I can't wait for it. I like the look of it as well. I mean, I'm not a massive Indiana Jones fan. I've I've actually never seen any of the films before, but wow. it does look good. Oh wow! I like the things like ways um go around like the catacombs with just his I'm not... light, lighter. Yeah, things like that, and he puts his yeah puts his hand into no. to pull the handle, and then just creeps up his arm. <laughs> oh, they showed yeah. that twice actually. Yeah, they did. Yeah, just in case you missed it the first time, man. I mean, that's a real. Right, so I was really hoping. I was really hoping that it was like a rat, and then I like I went back and like looked over and like nah. Well, that's your own that's, fault. That's exactly. You what, went back. That's exactly what I thought. It was. He should have so took it three times then. Yeah, you should have assumed it was a rat to begin with. <laughs> yeah. Too many now legs. snakes have got to be in there. Snakes have got to be in there, sure. That's that's indie script tonight. You can't deal with snakes. There's got to be one in um, Egypt sure when it goes there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, one thing I forgot to mention is the the thought this dog fighting bit when he's in the back of a plane, firing. Yeah. And then he jumps from one plane to the other. It's like, Did you notice? I think that's a bit mental. Was the plane they jumped on a? Japanese plane. It had the red suns at the end of the each of the wings. I'm, I don't know. I'm I'm assuming I'm, that was Japanese. I don't know. I have to go back and look at that. Hmm, that's strange. Why would he in that time period though? Well, it's 1937. Like, the war hadn't even really started at this point yet. No. no. But anyway, I'm sure we'll find out. Some alternate it, history is, shenanigans. Is it somewhere oh. on the Great Circle? <laughs> Uh, somewhere in Japan, I don't know. Probably. But no, that but it comes out this year. Don't know when, but sometime this year. And I can't wait. Looks really good. And that's the developer direct of Xbox. Is that gonna be an exclusive for Xbox? It is. Yeah. Which has All upset, of which, which has upset my brother a lot. Because <laughs> he loves Indiana Jones. Uh, but he doesn't have an Xbox. Ah. 
and he's uh, he's, he's really he's really sad about it. Maybe he can get himself one for Christmas or something. Yeah, yeah. I think he should get one. Get Xbox just to play it. Just to play indie. That's it. Yeah, and then just sell it afterwards. That's something. It's that's not something good, I'd do. <laughs> yeah. So after that, we've got any other business? We do. We've got quite a bit of business uh, on the UK side of stuff. Um, I'm sure we've all we've all had a uh, had a visit over to the game game shop if you live in the UK. Yeah, it's been around for years. Once or twice. It's called game. Stuff. It's not just running game shop. Just yeah, true. So yeah. everybody's aware. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, I still really caught it over in the game shop. Um, I'm sure we've all traded in some stuff here and there just to pop some few quid off. Another game that we want to buy, or maybe that's I've, just me. I've not. <laughs> You're not. Oh, okay. I'm a, I'm a hoarder, so I just keep everything. You just keep everything. Yeah. Well, there was, there was a period uh, in my life around university where I was kind of like, once I played a game, that's it, I got to trade it in for the next big thing that I want to play. But reportedly, to uh, to your gamer, you won't be able to do that anymore pretty soon. So uh, it looks as though game is going to end its trading service next month, which... Oof. Did they give a reason? Uh, I don't think they have. Again, it's reportedly they're planning to do it, so it's not yet official. But supposedly, once once this stops, um, any pre-owned stock they've got currently will continue to be sold until everything's gone. Might be some bargains to be out there. Yeah, I was going to say, everything yeah. better be dirt cheap. <laughs> well, maybe. It's just a bit, like, I feel like that's like, that was their big thing. That was like a big thing for them, pre-owned stuff. I, I don't think so as much anymore. I think over the last couple of years, at least, they've pivoted because near our office, there's a game and there they do like loads of board games and plushies. And there's uh, like a, a gaming section with like gaming PCs and slushes. So it might be that they're looking to kind of get rid of the pre-owned stock and expand that side of things a bit more. And to be honest, for tradings, most people go to CEX that I know, at least they don't really touch game. Well, that, that was something I was going to mention because um, with game doing this, it would essentially leave CEX as like the only other like high street chain that offers trade-ins and to, like buy pre-owned games, which is like a whole monopoly to them for themselves. Yeah, but this is the digital world coming, isn't it? I honestly believe it won't be long before CEX closes. You think? If we keep pushing towards digital things, then yes, I think I think it's inevitable. Mm. At some point, maybe not in the near future. I feel like as I feel like as well though with game, uh, I always thought their like pre-owned section was always like inferior to CX. There was always like not as much of a discount for pre-owns when in-game. The one thing I will give was that is, I remember it was, it was yeah. pretty expensive still. They did have some good deals like buy two get one free and stuff like that. So it could make it worth yeah, it. Yeah, I think there's some that they probably have over CEX. I don't think CEX really do that kind of stuff. But yeah, it's just a bit of a shock really. Um, I, I see your point as well with game. They do seem to be moving more to like a memorabilia slash merchandise shop that also sells games. Yeah. So, because <laughs> even the one at Meadow Hall, they do like phones and stuff. It's not 
Like, yeah, they do. Well, they do, they do technology now, don't they? It's not just games. So it's really like game in everything, but well, in kind of name only, really. <laughs> yeah, well, the, it feels like they're going in the pretty much the same direction as GameStop in the US. Like they're absolutely dying. Mm. And I think it's probably going to be the same for game. Like Mike Ashley might actually make the decision to get rid of him at some point and just go online only. I don't need another reason to hate the game blog. Because he's already got most of the stores linked to Sports Direct. Because it's probably well, yeah, worth it to um, keep them open standalone, apart from maybe that one at Meadow Hall. But I don't know how much that sells. But yeah, it's going to go the way of GameStation, unfortunately. Well, GameStation got bought out by Game, didn't they? So. Oh, I thought they just folded. Oh, fair enough. No, Game gobbled them up. I remember because I used to, I used to shop at the Game Station in Meadow Hall. I used to have a like an account with them. And once news came out, I was devastated. <laughs> I was like, oh, I've got to go to this rubbish place now. There was Electronics Boutique, weren't there? There was, yeah. Well, I and remember there was also a shop. And then they got bought up at Game, so once, if you're saying, <laughs> saying the same so phones now, they should have changed the Electronics Boutique and gone with that. Rather than Game, just call themselves Electronics. Yeah. <laughs> you never know. The game might get bought up by... By curries or something in future. We buy any game. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got Games a silly jingle in my head then. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's your fault. Yeah. I mean, it's always a shame when we get less choice, isn't it? But well, fortunately, that's the way the world's going at the minute. No, we shouldn't accept it. I'm I'm trying not to, Why? mate. I mean, the only reason I've not bought Pal Worlds yet is because there's no physical version. Of course they will. Not with some of the stuff that I've heard about that game. Why? Oh, what have you heard? It's well, doing well, isn't it? It is doing well. I'll, I'll give it that. It's uh, supposedly it's made two million sales within twenty-four hours. Well, it's up to three million now in forty hours, and that were a day ago. So Oof. I'd be closing on four million now. Probably. I mean, I've heard some good stuff, and then I've heard the huge amount of. We think this is just Pokemon stuff. <laughs> uh, and there is a lot of like Reddit and Twitter threads of people have just gone and like taken screenshots of like the monsters in the game and gone, this bit looks like this bit from this Pokemon. This bit looks like this bit. Oh, just this Pokemon looks like this monster. And, and I don't know, to be honest, some of them I could be like, yeah. It looks a little assay stolen. Because there's one, there's one particular monster, I don't know what it's called in the game. But there's like um, a cat monster, basically. And specifically, its eyes and its mouth shape, colours they use as well, is bang on. You could take it from the Galarian version of Meowth. Honestly, they look bang the same. It's, it's a bit uncanny. And they're both cat monsters. So I'm a bit like, mm, that's probably a little too close. I mean, you could say the shape of the monsters are different, but just like, just certain things look too close. Yeah, I, I see that. Yeah. Plus, reportedly, um, I'm actually looking at a whole thread at the moment on Twitter that this guy's put together. Reportedly, this uh, developer. I forgot what they're called, Pocket Pair, I think. 
So the CEO has apparently been known as like being a big proponent of like wanting to use um, AI in games and stuff. And he's gone a bit of flack of a previous game that they've got. It's called Craftopia. That looks well. Dodge is probably the word I'll use. Right, no set an image. I have to say, I think that looks completely different. Right. So when I said a particular focus, the eyes and the mouth, looks completely different. Am I getting trolled by Mark? Is this what's happening? <laughs> I, I, Just I, I take can, a look at the you eyes. You can't batter the eyes of the nose. You know, it's you know, the eyes, nose, eyes and nose can look bang like that. Gone. Oh come on! Like literally, same come shape, on. same shape, same color. Ah, oh, it's a bit like mm, yes, shape fine. Everything else is fine, no. but just the eyes and mouth look no. way too close to be. That's allowed. Everybody's allowed to have eyes and mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Not in my world. <laughs> I think when you look at all the creatures, you can break some of them down. And there's one that looks similar to Gyarados, for example, that swims around in the water. Um, yeah, there's one that looks like they've taken um, Cinderace, the third form of the fire rabbit, and mm. like just made a grass form out of it. But like literally, like body shape and everything is like exactly the same. There's just there's just certain aspects of certain of, of each monster that seem to have like a, they've, they've taken something from a particular Pokemon. It's not the whole thing, but they've got like one thing that just that's matches. A good, that's, a, that's a good enough dis- difference then. Yeah, I mean, if it's only one or two aspects, then it's fine. It's, Look, not it's got no whiskers, it ch- right? No whiskers. One's on four legs, one's on two legs. Yeah. One's got black lipstick on. Black lipstick. Yes, they, they put <laughs> a dark line around the mouth, yeah. and yet the shape of the teeth are the same. The shape of the that... eyes are the same, and it's just it's just a little. Look, let the Nintendo lawyers sort this out. Well, they probably will. And if they'll be sharpening case, their knives then, if they. You know, <laughs> thing is, if they've got a case, then I think Power World's in massive ditch. <laughs> I thought I think Power World's going to be just fine. They've got guns. <laughs> Not in the real world. Imagine if Power World wins the lawsuit. Ooh, that'd open it up to goodness knows what. Pal World 2 with blatant rip-offs. More blatant. (laughs) Yeah, now we're not focused on Pokemon this time. Now we're going for Digimon. Well, I mean, we'll see. I mean, the numbers don't lie for it. I mean, apparently it's it's even hit the fifth highest peak in Steam history for current players. Mm. More players have played this than Cyberpunk. Elden Ring. I think people are just interested in it because of it's the Pokemon point. The similarities, yeah. But saying that, overall, the reviews are very positive on Steam, and there's over, I think, there's nearly thirty thousand. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to take Steam reviews serious, to be honest. <laughs> I've seen too many Reddits of Steam reviews for games, <laughs> where some of them are just a bit like. You're not reviewing the game, but you're still giving it a 10 out of 10 for something. <laughs> so why have neither of you played this yet, then? I thought you loved your Pokemon things. Why are you not playing this? Well, I'm not playing it because there's not a physical release yet. Okay. I'm not playing it because it's not on PlayStation. Is it only on PC? Uh, PC and Xbox. There's PC and Xbox Game Pass. And I don't oh, have okay. a game. And I'm poor but, this month. <laughs> but would you, if you could? 
I'd play it, yeah. I'd give it a go. No, but would you buy it now? I don't think I'd buy it now. I'd definitely wait for a sale. Because there, there's, there's been a couple of similar Pokemon games that have like, touted they're better than Pokemon and have been out in early access. I remember, was it Tem, Temtem? I think it was something called like that. It was on PC, early access. Started off with decent reviews and then full release came out and then suddenly everything got rubbished on. So... <laughs> It's um, on Steam. It's £22.50 at the minute. 10% off. If they sold it for 25 quid, physical, I'd buy it. I'd have it now. I just want to see the guns and creatures. <laughs> I just want to see the guns. I'm actually watching somebody play it at the minute. Not at this very second, but I was before we joined the pod. And um, they've not got to the bit with the guns yet, and I'm just waiting, biding my time. At the minute, it's they're just... Forward, mate. That's what I should do. At the minute, they're just like gathering resources and stuff, the boring bit, but I, I just want to see the, the guns. Bit. Maybe the guns is a lie. Maybe that's just what they're putting in the trailer and it didn't actually Ma- exist. Maybe. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> oh. I mean... Well, it's in the access, so... I, I, I can't see the Pokemon company coming for him on this one, because I, I think I agree with Mark on this one, that there's not enough similarities there to force it. And it's doing commercially well. Positive reviews thus far. So I think just let it be. I just think it's too difficult to put property rights on random creatures. You know. And it's, I think it's sort of inevitable that some might look similar. It's not that. I think it's more of can can you prove with definitively that these creature designs, there's there's parts that have been lifted from yeah, but you're saying, original yeah, but you, yeah, you're saying nobody can else can have eyes that shape and a mouth that shape. It just seems a bit weird. I'm not saying you can't, but when they're both appearing on two cat monsters, then it, there's a bit, there's an element there of, do you know what I mean? Like if this was on like a different creature that didn't look too similar. I, I think this. I, uh, and with the two distinguishable, and I with think. the developer having a bit of a history anyway, apparently an, an upcoming game that they've not even released yet has got some hints of uh, plagiarism. Inspired by, yeah. Plus, they <laughs> did make a game called AI Art Imposter. That also is a bit of a red flag. <laughs> well, they can call it whatever they want. They can do. We'll see. We'll see what happens. It's. Um, I've just been reading deep into it and. It's there could be a case. I could see there being a case if if Nintendo, not well, not Nintendo, the Pokemon company wanted to bring it. I think it would have already happened by now. Yeah, nah. when they saw the first trail, they'd have nipped it in the bud. Yeah, if they cared if that that's much. The first trailer, though, you've not you've not you've not seen every single po- uh, monster creation. So until that information comes out, you can't. So you think they're building a case? Is that what you think? I I reckon they would be. Yeah. Right. Put in mind of three years from now, whenever all the, the creatures are out and we see all the similarities, and all right. the uh, Pokemon lawyers will come down on the mart. Yeah. Pokemon versus Palwell coming to you, twenty twenty seven. Yeah. I can't wait for the film adaptation. <laughs> right. Well, after all that, I've just got two more pieces of of news. One that I'm quite excited about, that 2K 
announced that they're going to be doing a reboot of Top Spin, which was my mm-hmm. favourite tennis game years ago. It was one of my favourite ones. I love tennis games. It's no virtuous tennis, but okay. All right, it's not no virtuous <laughs> tennis, but it was the next best thing, all right? How then, many microtransactions are going to be in it? Shush. All right, I know it's 2K, but shush. All right. <laughs> just saying. So, uh, no, no, all, all, all was just an announcement, but to sort of stay tuned, we'll have more news later on. And then we've got a film adaptation of a game that Nathan's played that I think he'll like. Okay. So, Martha is dead. Really? It's yeah. being turned into a movie. About oh, nice. Oh, I can't yeah. wait. Ooh, I'm excited for that. Is there any information on when it's going to be out or anything? Or No, I think it literally was just that it's going to be out. came out and, yeah, it's, it's, it's happening. But oh, nice. Stay tuned I, for more news on that. I can't wait to tell Lisa because she was there every step of the way, like, oh, what's going on? I'm like... Yeah. Listen, I don't know what's going on. It's freaky, all right. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. And you get to relive all that. <laughs> yeah. The upcoming yeah. I did really enjoy it, though. I was so close to platinum in it. I, I should go back to that. I did really enjoy it. And if you like psychological horror games, then definitely it's a game for you. But yeah. Oh, that's good. I'm happy about that. Thanks for telling me, Matt. You are welcome. And with that, we'll end it there, chaps. Thank you very much. If you enjoyed listening to us, consider tuning in next time. We release weekly on Tuesdays. You can visit our website at jokingdolphin.com. Follow us on all social media platforms to continue the conversation. You can find Joking Dolphin on YouTube and Facebook, as well as Instagram and Twitter at Joking Dolphin. Until next time, thanks for listening. Goodbye. Take care. Bye-bye.